Good evening and welcome to the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. Last night's performance was amazing. I love talking about Key Largo. Key Largo, I think I've seen, yeah, I've seen almost about all four of the Bogart and Bacall movies. To Have and To Have Not, The Big Sleep, Dark Passage, and of course, Key Largo. Some would disagree that The Big Sleep is not film noir. Uh, notably, TCM host Eddie Mueller, or Mueller, whatever. I disagree right there. And I've said that many times that, yeah, okay, I, I can see where you say we're the plot, but that still is within the context of film noir. You have the femme fatale, and then you have the detective, the mystery, what's really going on, you know what I mean? Yes, I'm outdoors right now recording multitasking. It's the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. I figure, you know, it's like MTV Unplugged. We're going to bring it down a notch. I don't have the microphone on right now. What I'm noticing with this iPhone 12 Pro Max or Pro, whatever, is that you have to take the, the case off to put the microphone on, you know. It's a pain in the ass. So, what I've been using is my tablet. And I just record on there. Do the podcast. Talk about film noir. The month of November is almost over. And it's been about noir all the way. The one film within the noir canon that I have yet to watch is, of course, The Postman always rings twice. Now, there's a funny moment in Kill Bill 2 where the bride, Beatrix Kiddo, sits down with Bill's father figure, Esteban. I think that I don't remember his last name. And he says, I first met Bill when I was dating his mother and we went to go see the movie Man always rings twice with John Goffield and Lana Turner where Bill proceeded to suck his thumb and I realized he had a thing for blondes. You know, Beatrix Kiddo, if you were my girl, you would have been my number one lady. And she's like, oh, I'm flattered. But I heard he shoot you in the face. And then I love it how on TV versions they edit out pussy wagon. They put party wagon. This is where I don't like censorship. Let's call it what it is. Where she's like, my pussy wagon died on me. But when you watch it on television, my party wagon died on me. Your party wagon, okay? Which was later used in the Lady Gaga telephone with Beyonce. Okay? Isn't that interesting? And there is always film noir. There's noir aspects within... Quentin Tarantino's canon of film. Yes. So, Bogart and Bacall. What an interesting duo. But you know, Bogart had been making film noir films for a long time and a long time after. In the Lonely Hour, or in the Lonely Place. You know. There, here's the thing. People, we don't consider... Casablanca film noir. There now there are some noir aspects within the context of Casablanca. Now, 
When I first watched Casablanca in high school, I had an asshole English teacher who talked over the movie. Now I wanted to slap him. And for years, I couldn't watch the movie. And then finally one night, I sat and I watched the movie. You know, it had to be you, of course. But, you know, he was talking about from a romantic standpoint. Yeah, there was nothing romantic about this guy. But I digress. Now, Casablanca is not film noir. We've dived into film noir. Right now, I'm out in the cold. Kind of like in The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. These dogs don't seem to like it. But, you know, it is film noir. We're not going to go on any tangents tonight. It's cold. Just like film noir. I don't have my Bogart hat on. That's the thing about noir. If you type in the Amazon search engine, search engine, ha ha ha, takes that back to the 90s, but the Amazon search for film noir, things pop up. But if you type in Bogart hat, things really pop up. Now, a Bogart hat, I think mine was maybe $30. At most, you can get one for 1000 I think. An authentic Humphrey Bogart hat. I don't know. Sam Spade, Sam Spade, Spade, you know, the Maltese Falcon hat. Do you know the Maltese Falcon icon? You can get, I think it's for, is it a million dollars? I could be wrong. I could be right. The stuff that dreams are made of. That's why I ended last night's show with that quote. Now that is from Shakespeare, but Bogart made it his own. When we think of the Maltese Falcon, the stuff that dreams are made of. Now, eventually we're going to talk about the Maltese Falcon, but I have to take a weekend to watch it again. Because a lot of these films I haven't watched in a while. Girl with the Dragon Tattoo was fresh in my mind, as was Key Largo. And we love these films because they remind us of a time when some of us didn't exist. I may have existed during the time of noir, whether I realize it or not, as do some of the dogs. Yeah. But you know, that, that is the stuff of legend. Film noir probably, it does, it predates film itself. Think of those smoky streets of London. Think of what's going on. Think of the cat trying to escape from her little house. And I'm going to push her back in. Nope. I don't think so. And so... But you know, it's like in the time of... Let's wait for it. It's in the time of Jack the Ripper. Okay? Yes. And that is within the canon and context of film noir. Jack the Ripper. I mean, think about it. The mystery, the intrigue. And this predates everything that we know. Right now, I'm making a segue. I don't edit this out of the show because life cannot be edited. Although... You know who could argue with me on that? Is Thelma Schoomaker. Martin Scorsese's editor. 
we could call her the editor-in-chief. There are film noir aspects within Martin Scorsese's films. Think of it. Think of Casino. Think of the, the fact that Raging Bull is shot in black and white. The shadows, the mystery, okay? I've made my point right there. There is something to be said about film noir. You know, you could go and build a Lego set and make it film noir. So film noir isn't just subjugated to film. It could be music. It could be a photograph. I have that poster of the Night Nighthawks Diner from the 1940s. That is film noir at its best. As always, unpleasant dreams. <laughs>